All right. Good morning. I realized I didn't welcome you when I first got up here, so sorry about that. Welcome to those here. Welcome to those at home. Uh, welcome. It is good to see you. Uh, my name is Clayton, and uh, it's my honor to be up here. This is week two in of our summer series. Our last series of the summer is called Summer Stories. So we thought it'd be wise before we moved into a new year to tell some stories. So last week in this room, myself and our summer uh, staff, our interns got to lead, and they asked some really good questions and made some great statements about this series. So I wanted to reshare them today. They said, Clayton, why are we telling stories? I said, I don't know, you tell me. They said, because stories help us to remember. I said, remember what? They said, we remember that God is good. And that's what we believe. So before we move into a new year, we're gonna make new decisions. We have to, I'm gonna decide what we wanna do. We wanna remember that God is good, which is why we read Psalm 23 today. Remember the ending? Surely his goodness and his mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So David has hope for the future. God is good. He looks back and David's life was something. God is good. So he has hope for the present because of the goodness of God. So we're going to tell more stories today. And if you don't remember... Last week, so we remember that God is good, remembering that he is good, instills some confidence in us, in who he is, who he's created us to be, and that confidence leads us to action. So today, I have a specific action I think we're being led to, and uh, I want us to remember a specific thing today. So what I want you to do today is remember good words that someone has spoken to you, life-giving words that have mattered to you, came at just the right moment, uh, encouraged you, built you up, reminds you of who you were. I want you to remember today a good word from somebody. That's the goal. It's going to lead us to action. But I also know that some of us have received bad words. And we've received words that are not life-giving. And so today, we'll probably remember both a little bit. So at the end of today, we're going to have communion. We have extra spots today. I would encourage you, I mean, I hope today, as we remember the good words, that we can release the bad words. So as you come forward, if you take communion, and anyone can come whenever you want in the last song, you remember what we just sang about, that Jesus died for us. Our lives are hidden with him, but our lives are now over, and now we're part of his life, and so we have this new thing. So we can let go of things like that, bad words that cause bitterness and anger, okay? So that's the end. Just so you know, you can do that if you want to. So there's a specific action for today, um, but to get there, I thought, this is summer stories. You should probably hear a story. So watch the screen. Shoulder taps. So Tony and I are having lunch at California Pizza Kitchen the other day, and across from us, I noticed this elderly woman sit down. She's dressed nicely, and she's at a large table by herself for about five minutes and then what appears to be her daughter shows up and I don't recall two or three grandkids and they all look spectacular uh, ready for a nice meal obviously and at about that time a voice in my head starts saying you need to go tell her how pretty she looks so I don't even know if we're eating at this point or not but the food arrives Check arrives. We're going to go down the walkway a little bit in this 
strip center and look for something. And um, that's the next thing that we're going to move to. So, so Tony stands up. I don't tell her any of this. Um, and on my way out, I just kneel down and kind of get into this position where I'm at her level, right where she's now in her in her chair. And I said, uh, hey, if nobody else has told you yet today, um, I just want you to hear from me how lovely you are. And she looks at me with a look I've never seen before and says, I know you. And I said, no, you, we, we don't know each other. And she said, I know your spirit. And it gets really quiet between us. And she says, my husband died a year ago. And that's something he would have said to me. And at that moment, I can't talk. I can't talk. I'm overcome by emotion. And I just hug her and smile at her through tears. And I leave. But here's what I know, and here's the reason I'm telling you this. I believe that God taps us on the shoulders and uses us at just the right moment. And what I know for sure is that she was blessed and I was enormously blessed. So I've learned in my life to listen to these shoulder taps because they do happen. And I believe the more that we listen to them, the more in alignment we are with God, and that's an awesome place to be. Shoulder taps. So I want you to remember today good words in your life. When we remember the good words, it's going to move us to action to share good words. So the Lord works in mysterious ways. For some reason, he chooses to use us quite often. The words he wants to share are then spoken by us, and his words are life-giving, they're life-changing, they're encouraging, they're uplifting. We feel seen by him, we feel loved by him through words that he lets us speak. What a good God that he would let us join with him to do that. So when we receive those words, it's, it blesses us, right? It's a blessing. So if you know anything about me this past year, I might start talking fast. I'm going to get excited. I've become really excited about us, me, you, being people who freely speak blessings. That we would be people who just, just can just speak blessings all the time. To people we love and to people that we are, for honest, we don't really love that much right now. That we, it doesn't matter. We can see the good. We can call out the good and speak the blessings in Jesus' name over them. I want to be that kind of person. I want us to be that kind of people. And so that's what today is all about. So as I was getting ready for today, I thought about this a lot this last year, but the fires got rekindled. I'm really excited about blessing right now. I hope you feel that today. Because I feel like the Lord, as I was preparing for this week, tapped me on the shoulder a little bit and said, Clayton, I have something to say about blessing. Will you say it? And I said, Let's do it. So I hope that's not just for today. I hope I communicate well, but I hope you feel encouraged and uh, empowered to go and speak blessings. Not just today, but tomorrow and the days that go forward. So the Lord tapped me on the shoulder this week. He's been challenging me this week. And I, I want to pose that question to you now. Same question. Is the Lord tapping you on the shoulder today? Or maybe tomorrow? Or the next day? Or the next day? And he says, do you see that person right there? I have something to say. Will you say it? So that's the question. That's the challenge for today.
So the key to speaking a blessing or to blessings is speech. We have to experience the blessing. Did you notice what, what, what Bill did? He got down to her level and looked her in the eye and he spoke the blessing. When we speak it, when we look him in the eye, it has a chance to pierce through all the walls, all the things that we've built up and it can just crash through and we can feel seen and known by God. But you gotta be willing to speak it and that's the scary part. It's hard to put yourself on a, out on a limb like that. So for the next couple of minutes, I wanna talk about three things. What's a blessing? What happens when we bless each other? And why I think it's important right now. Sound good? Sound good? All right, here we go, come on. So this is how I would define a blessing. This is my definition, so this is just me. It's a gift of new life from God, not from me, it's from him that changes us. So where do I get that idea from? Well, I thought it would be good to open my Bible. You know, it's kind of where you learn these kinds of things. And it didn't take me very long to find blessing. I turned I turn to page one, and there it was. Really simple. At the beginning of time, as God created all things, he blessed some things. He blessed creatures, he blessed humanity, and he blessed time. The blessing was be fruitful and multiply. Animals I get, people I get, time, that's weird. But don't you worry. Teaser, this year we're going to unpack that. That's going to become a practice for us. We're going to deconstruct and reconstruct what the Sabbath means. But apparently, if we do it, we'll receive the gift of new life. Be fruitful and multiply. Make new life time. If we honor the Sabbath, we get new life. It's weird. I know we'll talk about it later. But for today, we're starting on just two and three. So make more creatures, make more humans. It's bigger than just making more. In the same passage, he says, you, you, I, we are his image bearers. We are his representatives. I just created everything. I gave life to everything. I created, I made, and I want you to do the same thing. So I want you to bring new life in all the things you do, all the things you say, to your work, to your school, not just in everything. Bring my life to the whole entire world. The very beginning. It's pretty good, pretty cool that we have a God who is that big and that incredible and he invites us into his work. What kind of God is this? He says, join me. I want a partner. We have opportunity to partner. So his plan from the very beginning was, page one, blessing. Fascinating. So a blessing is new life. But I said it also, it changes us. It's a gift from God, but it changes us. What do I mean by that? So we're going to turn the pages a little bit. We're going to number six, 22 through 27. And uh, you can go there if you'd like to. It'll be on the screen, I believe, in just a moment. But I'm going to read from it. And we're going to hang here for a bit. So the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron, he's the high priest, and his sons, they're the other priests, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. Who are the Israelites? Those are the people of God. Who are the people of God now? You? Me? All right. So this is how you are to bless all the people. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. But we always kind of forget this last line. I'm not sure why I do that. The Lord says, so they, the priests, will put my name, says the Lord, on my people, and I will bless them. 
So the priest had to do that, right? What does it have to do with us? Let's turn some more pages. We were in 1 Peter a lot last year. So it's way in the back. 1 Peter 2.9. Peter's talking to some people, people who believe in God. He says this to them. He says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God that you may declare the praises of him who called you from darkness, that would be death, into wonderful light, that is life. So the one who called you from death to new life says you should declare his praises. Why? Because you belong to a royal priesthood. So the, the charge to the priests in Numbers would then be a charge to us. What are they supposed to do? Say blessings over the people of God. Huh. Well, that's pretty fun. So how does the blessing change us? Let's keep reading down. It says the Lord will turn his face towards someone. He'll give them his peace. And then he will shine on them and he'll be gracious to them. So God sees everything though, right? Yes. And when you bless someone like this, he actually, what says here, seems to turn his face towards the person you are blessing. He's looking directly at them. And then he shines on them. And when he does that, they receive grace and peace. So funny thing about humans is that we tend to mirror what we see. Right? So I've always been told if you're married for a long time, you start looking like each other, right? So when you talk to someone, how they look at you, you tend to look back at them. So when you smile at me, I feel great. When you're frowning at me, I'm not so sure. So smile at me a little bit. Come on. So it matters. So when the Lord looks at them, he shines on them. I mean, they can't see it. He can. So what would happen to them? Perhaps they would begin to shine. Have you ever watched somebody who received like a good encouraging word from somebody? I see a lot of coaches in the room. When a coach lifts up his player, her player, what happens? Oh, they got zip. They got some bounce. They run after that loose ball. They go. Why? Because they have been given the gift of new life. Those are with simple words. But what about when the Lord turns his face towards them? Oh, I mean, they shine. What an amazing thing when we speak a blessing over someone. All this seems to happen. It's like in the story. You know, Bill, I'm not sure how often he does this. He might do it more rarely than just that time, gets the shoulder tap. What, how do you think that woman felt? So she is thinking about her husband, who's not no longer with her, with her family. You think that she felt like life was blessed at that moment? But then after he took time, to listen and tell her, do you think she felt blessed at that time? Yeah, I would say she did. She felt the presence of God through a really simple action. So I want to extend an invitation to you all. You can put up the bless the bless. You saw it in the video beforehand. So I want to invite you to church. August 22. Those of you who are here, great, come back. Those at home, you can come too. Invite somebody. So we're going to spend a morning here 
being blessed, worshiping, praying, and then we're going to go as a body of believers who believe in Jesus, that he's alive, he's not dead, and we're going to go out into our neighborhoods, out into our city, and we're going to bless it. And apparently when we do that, the Lord turns his face towards the thing that we bless, and he shines on it, and it shines back. What would happen if several thousand people walked out into Pella, Iowa, August 22, and blessed it. The Lord would look at Pella, Iowa, and he would shine on it. I don't even know what that will mean or look like, but I'm really curious, and I'd like to find out. So you're invited back to church, August 22. We're going to go together to do that, all right? Who's coming? I see a lot of hands. I like it. All right. Okay, cool. We're going to keep moving. Oh, I lost my spot. Sorry. Here we go. All right. So why would blessing matter in the world today? It was really funny. I started looking up this stuff. I started researching this idea. And I was talking to someone, like, why would blessing, why would speaking the blessings of God, wanting his face to shine on things, for his presence to be here, why would that matter today? I was trying to find a reason to tell you. I told someone that, and they said, I think it's fairly obvious, Clayton. I don't think you have to over-explain. So what do you think? Is it easy to find words of blessing in our world today? What I notice in me, I can only speak for me, I can't speak for you, is I witness in myself and in others a lot of fearful words. And why I say fearful words is when I'm afraid, I tend to judge people. When I'm afraid, I get angry. When I'm afraid, I will blame. When I'm afraid, I will shame. When I'm afraid, I say some things that are not good. They are not life-giving. They're the exact opposite. I notice in myself a lot of fearful language. Actually, my wife would probably laugh. I was doing some reading of some news and I just found myself getting all worked up. And I was like, I can't look at that anymore right now. I had to, I, you know what's going on in the world, but you gotta be careful. That's all I'm saying. So it's fearful language. I found my language actually changing. But I'll be a person who speaks blessings. So in our world right now, right? How do you drive a 24 seven hour uh, news cycle? Fear. How do you get likes and comments and clicks and engagement? Fear. So we're just surrounded by fear. So would it be really weird if several thousand people just were just speaking blessings of life everywhere they went? That would be weird. That would be different. That might be attractive to some people. Instead of arguing, you hear them and you bless them. That would be different, right? Which is what I love about blessings. And it got me thinking. I was just doing some reading the other morning in Romans. And I remembered what Paul wrote to a church. Talk about why blessing matters in our world today. He's talking to some people who are being really judgmental, super judgmental. And he says to them, because they believe in Jesus, he says, don't you remember? It was the Lord's kindness that led to your repentance. It's the Lord's kindness that leads to repentance. You ever had somebody be like, just unsolicited, just super kind to you. It's just, it, it just, it, it's almost abrasive. And what it causes in me is why are they so kind? And why am I not kind? Like, why am I, I am so selfish. Wow. That act of kindness was so incredible. Those words were so incredible. I'm like, I do some self-examination. Well, I don't like how my heart looks right now. I don't like how I'm talking right now. It's kindness leads, leads to our repentance. So why would words of blessing matter? Perhaps blessings would lead to repentance. Because for me, blessings and kindness kind of go hand in hand. So as I was getting ready this week, I had this 
reoccurring study keep getting shown to me by random places. So I want to share it with you. It's about kindness. They did a study, 700 people. There are three components to kindness. One is to eliminate negativity. Second is to see the positivity. And third is to do something about it, action. Eliminate the negative, see the positive, action. What would be the best way to probably act on the positivity you see? You'd probably talk about it, right? You would speak a blessing. So they did this study, and there were 700 people who wanted to be a part of it. And they asked at the end, so for 30 days, they said one time a day, just say a word of blessing, a word of something kind to a person that you have a hard, a hard relationship with right now. Tell us what happens in 30 days. 89%, yeah, 623 of the 700 people said there was a significant shift in their relationship. Things were better. So I think we could do that, words of blessing, with people that are right with us. I think you could even do that with people that are not with you. Perhaps someone you watch on TV or someone you watch that you just don't really like a whole lot right now. For 30 days, you bless them aloud, something might happen. Because, I mean, what did you hear Bill say? He blessed this woman, but what happened? He was enormously blessed. He changed because he was speaking blessings to her. So I think you can do this with anybody at any point in time. I had a person the other day who was blessing someone aloud. They were in a hard part in the relationship. Bless them aloud, all by themselves, all by themselves. Five minutes later, somebody texts them and said, Hey, you know, Jesus just put you on my heart. And I just want you to know I'm praying for you today. And he wants you to know that he is with you today. What? He just spoke aloud all by himself. And Jesus worked through someone else all the way around. He wasn't even with the person. Could we become people who speak blessings? But the Lord's tapping us on the shoulder more often than we think and said, I have something to say. Will you say it for me? I want you to partner with me because it will change your heart and it will change their heart. So all this led me to another passage. We spent a lot of time in this last year. John 17, 20 through 23. Jesus is praying for all of us. Way back then. He says this, my prayer is not for them alone. That's his immediate disciples. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. The good news that all of them may be one, Father, just as you and I are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us that the world may believe you have sent me. St. Paul's words, his kindness leads us to repentance. What a message that would be. I have given them the glory you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me. May they be brought to complete unity to let the world know you have sent me. And have loved them even as, they have, as you have loved me. So I've been on a lot of teams in my life. And my favorite teams are teams that have unity. How do you develop unity on a team? Well, you have to correct things, but you speak it in positive, encouraging, uplifting ways. You're, iron sharpens iron within this thing together. So what if as a big church, church of all different streams, we were just blessing each other. We were for each other. What would that look like to the world? Man, it looks like a fun team. I want to join that team. That's really good. And according to Jesus, to be one who can speak the blessings, we have to be in step with him. So my wife and I, we have to check in with each other. We like to talk. 
we're together. We need to, if we're going to be people who can hear the response, who can feel the tap and hear him speaking in a quiet, small voice, we have to be paying attention to then speak the blessings. So I'll invite the band up. Um, uh, so I was in a time of prayer with some people that I love. And, uh, you know, we read Psalm 23, and I would say that uh, we were at that time as a group walking through what I would call the valley of the shadow of death. But there was one person with us that we felt led to pray for. And uh, so we're praying, and it's a beautiful time of prayer. And uh, uh, one person who was in the group got this, this image in their mind, vivid, and thought, I think I'm supposed to say this. But it's kind of weird. It was in the fall. He saw a sunflower, a beautiful, strong, big sunflower with deep roots and a huge stem, and it was facing the sun. And the sun was just, it was just, it was getting stronger and stronger because the sun was shining on. So the person said, I think I'm going to share it. So they shared what they saw. They didn't know that the person we were praying for their whole life as someone they loved who would hold their head and say, you are my little sunflower. Do you think that person felt loved and seen by God in that moment and still to this day? Because somebody felt tap on the shoulder. Will you say this for me? And they said, yes. Can we be a people who pay attention to the taps. And when he says, will you say this for me? Yeah, we will speak that blessing, that life for you, Jesus, because we love you. So we're going to move in time, to a time of worship, and we're going to have communion. I just kept thinking, you know, Paul said that because of Jesus, the old is gone and the new creation has come. So the one who pulled us from death into life wants us to go bring his life. This is how we remember that. To speak things takes courage, takes strength. This is one of the ways we get strengthened. Somehow the Lord does something through the elements, the bread and the juice. He strengthens you. So if you feel led in the time of worship, would you come forward would you receive communion? And then would you just worship? We're going, we're going high praise, right, Alan? We are going to sing because our God is good. And we've been remembering that now for two weeks. He is a good God. So let's just tear the roof off this morning. Even those at home, let her rip. Wake up your neighbor, something. <laughs> let's pray. Father, you are good. And we just want to celebrate that right now in this moment. I pray as we worship that you would call to mind in our memory the words that you have shared with us through you or through people that were meant to encourage us, to strengthen us, to let us know how you feel about us. Would you bring those things to our memory? We can hold on to them. I do also pray if there are words that come to mind that have been hurtful or harmful, that don't come from you, that you would make that really clear this morning too. That we could lose those things 
and remember what you've done for us and how you see us. So we just praise you. We praise you, Jesus. May you be glorified in this place.